0: Also, 1 Samuel chapter number 21, and while you're turning there, um, I had sent out a letter. Uh, Apparently, that letter didn't get to uh, everyone uh, as of yet with uh, uh, mail service or just different things. Maybe some people didn't check it uh, as well. That gave a little bit of insight into today. Uh, The uh, bottom line for me is, uh, as far as having church is, um, I've said a long time ago, uh, it's been years and years and years, I've just said, we're not going to cancel church. Uh, and if I'm able to get here, if, uh, if we're allowed to be here, if there's, you know, there's martial law and everybody is uh, hunkered down, <clears throat> you know, I don't know uh, exactly how I would respond to that. Uh, but uh, but if, uh, if there's three feet of snow, uh, if there's whatever, as long as the building is here, um, I'm going to be here for church. And we'll be able to communicate this way with uh, uh, the internet and, and the ways that I mentioned a while ago Uh, But uh, one of the reasons why uh, we're having church is that it's for some people, myself included, uh, it's a sin against my conscience not to have church. Uh, I believe church is an essential service. Uh, There are many states that have exempted uh, churches from the limitations uh, as far as attendance or the number of people that can be present uh, because they'll see uh, churches as being essential. Uh, We unfortunately live in a, a blue state. Uh, That uh, long before the coronavirus, um, you know, people in our government don't see church as being that. And and whether you're watching uh, online or you're here today, uh, one thing to always keep in mind is that church is essential, all right? Uh, It is an essential service, and uh, and, uh, and all of this is temporary. There are people that are doing drive-through church today, uh, which I thought was a creative way uh, to do things. They've got sound systems set up outside. People are pulling in with their cars, uh, and they're blasting the stuff out. Uh, there's also FM radio transmitters that you can purchase, and people can pull in uh, to the church parking lot, tune in to an FM station uh, that's assigned, and they can listen to it uh, in, the, uh, in their car. Uh, there are people who are uh, live streaming. Uh, I thought, you know, um, when I was in Indiana, it's when all the restaurants and things started closing and uh, at Starbucks, uh, and I was this morning. I went to Starbucks, and they were all together closed this morning. I don't know if they're open up later. I didn't uh, check that. But it was grab and go. Uh, you could go into the lobby, and then you could get your coffee, and then you could leave. They'd put stuff in it, uh, and I thought, well, maybe we'll do grab and go church, and uh, I'll just uh, record a DVD. Uh, and then uh, church members would come by the church, grab the DVD, leave their tithe, and go home. Uh, And uh, and that would be grab-and-go church. And so, uh, you know, we could resort to that. I I don't really know. Uh, but it, to me, it's a, a sin against my conscience not to have church. Uh, I think uh, we're assembling together. Uh, I think the church obviously is not a building. It's a people, uh, people who are assembling with us online as part of our church. I think that fits uh, into that. Uh, but, you know, assembling people from, you know, wherever on the other side of the country and they're watching the church services, uh, I just, I've just always had an aversion to uh, the, uh, the live streaming. Uh, one of the other reasons and why we have it on here is because uh, I am the target uh, of, of personal attacks by people who do not like uh, independent Funwell Baptists. Uh, and uh, so there are websites and things that are parody sites, and what they're doing is they're taking clips of sermons, finding things in there they don't like, taking it out of context, posting on there, uh, making fun. And I know exactly what would happen. Uh, if, our, if our services were live streamed every week, uh, there would be parody accounts and I would be on, I'm already on there. They don't even have audio. Uh, they'll just take things that I say and uh, whatever and put that on there. So that's another reason why we're not broadcasting it out to everybody or why we don't have live stream streaming uh, at a normal time. Another thing uh, is just uh, I have uh, an aversion to or a problem with uh, the overreach uh, that is taking place in our country right now. Uh, by our government and the infringements upon uh, our liberty, primarily our First Amendment rights. Uh, And uh, and so I'm trying to be balanced in all of that. I understand uh, we're in a a difficult time, and uh, I don't believe that the coronavirus is some conspiracy and all that kind of stuff. It's a real thing, uh, and it's affected... Um, vast majority of countries in the world, and and many people are sick, and many people are dying from that. And uh, and I think every uh, thing that we can do that's reasonable to safeguard uh, ourselves, our own health. It's um, so why if you're in a vulnerable demographic, uh, I don't want you to be here in the service uh, if uh, you've been exposed. You know you've been exposed to the coronavirus. By the way, at this at this point, nobody knows if you've been exposed or where you've been exposed. And so if uh, you come down with the coronavirus, it'll be hard to, uh, let's just not blame that on the fact that you went to church. Uh, it's probably because you went to Walmart, right. all right? Uh, there are more people stand in, in any given Walmart Safeway at this time than, uh, than there are in the average church in America. The average church size in America is under 75, I believe, uh, in attendance. And so you can go to a lot of places uh, today Uh, and uh, be in contact with a lot more people uh, than you can by being in church. And uh, and so uh, so I don't know if people think just because if you're sitting still for uh, an hour that uh, the coronavirus can find you uh, more easily. Uh, but uh, but it can't. In fact, I told somebody just recently. I said, uh, "You've been going to church for decades, and the Holy Ghost hasn't found you uh, yet in a service." Uh, and so I wouldn't be too worried about the Holy Spirit or about the uh, coronavirus finding you uh, in uh, the interim. And so both with the overreach in and I'm not talking about. I think I think people being being concerned about this uh, this pandemic is a good concern, and I think. Uh, many of the things that we're doing to try to bring that curve down uh, and not overwhelm hospitals, all of that makes absolute perfect sense. Uh, but uh, but if, uh, if people can go to everywhere under the sun, uh, and, uh, but they're not allowed to go to church, uh, I just personally have a problem with it. That's my opinion. Uh, and, uh, uh, and it is, by the way, the opinion of, of, quite, a, of quite a few people. And so, uh, so I don't know how I'm going to respond Uh, In the future, if uh, more restrictions are uh, applied, but uh, I will do my best uh, in order to facilitate our church uh, and the communication of uh, the Word of God in preaching. Uh, And at this time, uh, I think uh, church is even more essential, um, you know, because people are um, afraid, uh, and, uh, and you might be, and by the way, this, the title of my message this morning is what time I am afraid. All right. And I even in preaching in Indiana, I told the folks that were there, um, you know, I know you're afraid. We put on a, we put on a face, we put on a front and we know that we're not supposed to be, uh, but, uh, but our behavior, uh, will, um, betray, uh, our beliefs. Belief drives behavior. Uh, and in many people, uh, are doing things uh, right now that uh, that are irrational. And by the way, when you leave here today, we'll be checking everyone's person bag uh, for toilet paper uh, f- uh, in the from the bathrooms and uh, make sure that uh, you aren't taking any of uh, that home with you today. Uh, if you come to me and say, Pastor, we're just flat out of toilet paper and we need your help. Uh, then uh, you can fill out a benevolence form, uh, and uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if we can uh, part uh, with some of them. Psalm fifty-six. We'll begin reading there uh, in our in our text, but we're going to be going back to First Samuel twenty-one because in First Samuel twenty-one is really the context of where this psalm was written, and I believe it will add to uh, the thoughts uh, here today uh, because fear is a real it's a real thing. I was listening to a sermon uh, with somebody else this morning and talking about worry, uh, worry and being, a, you know, being a sin. Uh, and, uh, and and I believe fear, fear is a thing that God gives us. And there's good fears. Uh, the the whole uh, fight or flight type of thing that God has built into us as human beings uh, are, you know, it's it's important. If you you know step outside of your house and you come face to face with the grizzly bear. Uh, You ought to be afraid. (laughs) Uh, If you're like, you just reach out to pet it or uh, and uh, open the door and invite it into your home, uh, that would be a silly thing to do, an irrational thing to do. So, uh, some fear uh, is good. God wants us to fear Him, Uh, have a reverential fear. So, uh, we're going to differentiate between what would be uh, the right kind of fear uh, and what would be uh, a fear that would be uh, improper. So, I believe it's a sin. Uh, when we remain in fear, all right. And there are many Bible verses we can't. There's so many things I want to preach on today uh, that I just don't have the time, and we'll uh, we'll be preaching on those in service times to come. Uh, you know, one of the passages being, you know, um, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Uh, he certainly can. Probably one of the biggest drivers of fear and anxiety right now uh, is uh, the economy, and people. Uh, losing their jobs, and several people in our church have already uh, gotten layoff notices, or they've lost uh, they've lost their jobs. Many people in uh, the service industries, food industries, are, are really struggling. Preachers I know who have part time jobs that uh, are sustaining them no longer have them, uh, and uh, and it's a trying time. Uh, and just like Amy was saying a little while ago, there's storms that come, uh, and it reminds us uh, of our need for God. And there's a part of me, and please don't misunderstand. Uh, when I say this there 's a part of me that thinks uh, believes that uh, what we 're going through and what we will be going through in the near future and distant future uh, is a good thing uh, that will strengthen us. Now we know that all things work together for good, uh, and we know that God uses uh, life and the affairs of men and uh, and, uh, and all that goes on to conform us and shape us to his image that 's uh, uh, certainly a truth in the Word of God uh, but if the events of recent months have not caused you to increase your prayer time, uh, then, then uh, that's just wrong. I think we ought to be praying more now than we did a few weeks ago. Uh, and, and, it's, it, it, and it's human nature that often it takes difficulties and tribulations and uh, stuff like this to take place in order for God's people uh, to, uh, to turn to Him. Uh, one of the things that saddens me is how easily uh, churches have just shut down. Uh, and and people haven't, you know, if I was a part of a local church, uh, even if, uh, you know, uh, we're Facebook Live in this or whatever, there are a lot of people in our church that don't have Facebook, but, uh, but, um, but it might be good for you to have it for a few weeks uh, because I'd want to participate in, in the service. Of course, we're coming up with a workaround for that, uh, for people, but everything that I can do uh, as a Christian, to try to be a participant in uh, my local church. It just, it blows my mind how easy it is for people. And, and by the way, if church wasn't essential uh, to you before the coronavirus, it's probably not going to be essential to you uh, after the coronavirus. And, in, uh, and all those things are concerning things. But notice what David says in this psalm. He says, Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He, fighting daily, oppresseth me. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up, for they be many that fight against me, O Thou Most High. What time I am afraid, I will trust in Thee. In God I will praise His Word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that You bless this message and help us from Your Word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's turn back in our Bibles to First Samuel and kind of get... Uh, a running start, or uh, give a little bit of a background to this passage uh, in Psalms, uh, and that is a reference that many of you, of course, have read as you've read through Psalm. Or uh, it could be a proof text that you have seen brought up. There are many people uh, quoting verses about fear and entrusting uh, and in the Lord. And really, the key to overcoming fear uh, is is a total, complete trust in God. Uh, trust in to simply kind of put it to a place where we can transition from, uh, from fear to faith, it would be trust, that trusting God is a refusal to give in to fear, all right? Um, I, I've mentioned, I, I don't have the quote in front of me, but uh, there was a, a quote that I had read years ago about, uh, about the, um, uh, it was an illustration of a trapeze artist, where uh, they're on one side and they're going to the other, in that moment you let go of the bars on one end, and before you grab the bars, hopefully on the other side, uh, it's it's in between the trapezes. It's like it's like uh, it's like Linus in his blanket uh, when the blanket is in the wa- is in the dryer uh, and he doesn't have it that security. Uh, we let go, and there's the time in our life of uncertainty where we, we don't know what's going to happen next, and it is a driver of fear. And whenever we fear, uh, we are to replace that fear with faith. So I, I don't think it's a sin for you to, to have fear. I think it's a sin for us to stay in a state of fear. Is that with Are you with me? Say amen. Uh, and by the way, if you're watching at home, uh, hopefully... Uh, you, are, uh, you, can, you can let us know that you're on there. Uh, but uh, gather your kids up uh, to whatever you're watching this on and watch it as a family. Uh, in uh, not just separately in there. And, uh, and if you, in fact, agree with something I'm saying, you can say amen. Uh, but also, uh, please don't treat the Facebook Live thing uh, like we're live tweeting something and, uh, and you're gonna comment or this or whatever uh, throughout the whole, the whole thing. Uh, that's really not what we're doing. And so uh, if, you, if you disagree uh, with my position uh, on church or whatever, uh, that's okay. Uh, and uh, there are people who, uh, who probably think it's terrible uh, that uh, people would meet, uh, but, um, but I'm not going to judge them for their decision not to. Uh, and uh, just as I feel that they should not uh, also uh, be difficult and judgmental of those uh, who do, uh, and I told the church in Indiana, I says, I says this is normally not uh, uh, a good, I guess, saying or way to live, uh, but I said, every man should do what, that which is right in his own eyes. <laughs> uh, and uh, I said, uh, God really doesn't want us to do that often, but in this time, you've got to make a decision for yourself. And That was, of course, communicated uh, in the letter that we had sent out. In 1 Samuel, chapter number 21, David is uh, fleeing from Saul, uh, and uh, he had received from uh, the priest uh, the sword of Goliath. And uh, which, uh, which is a good thing, uh, but it's an unfortunate thing because he is fleeing from Saul and he's going to Gath, uh, the hometown uh, of uh, Goliath. Uh, and, uh, and, and when he gets there, uh, he's not well received. There's another time when he does go uh, to Gath and he has people with them but this isn't one of those times, and and to not really get too bogged down in the scenario, uh, this is when this is what happens when we live by sight, and not by faith. I mean, where's the one place that Saul, is not going to pursue David, uh, Gath, and so he decides that that's where he is going to go. Uh, but he gets there, and everybody wants to kill him, uh, and rightfully so uh, for what he has uh, he has done. And the Bible, as we read. In, in the psalm, it was, it was a daily thing. So let's look at this real quick. In verse number 10, this is after he received the sword. He says, there's none uh, like that. He says, give it me. And David arose and fled that day for fear for Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. Uh, and the servants of Achish said unto him, is not this David, the king of the land? Did they not sing one to another of him in dances, saying Saul hath slain his thousands and David his ten thousands? And notice what it says, uh, and again, verse number 10, we find Saul. Uh, I mean, uh, David fearing for fear of Saul. That's why he fled. He was afraid. Uh, he had fear uh, in his life, and we find that over and over with him in his life uh, in the Psalms. Uh, but it says, and David laid up these words, verse number 12, in his heart and was sore afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. And I love this part, and you may have just recently read it in your Bible reading, but it says, And he changed his behavior before them, and feigned himself mad in their hands, and scrabbled on the doors of the gate, and let his spittle fall down upon his beard. Then said Achish unto his servants, Lo, ye see the man is mad. Wherefore then have ye brought him to me? Have I need of a madman, uh, of madmen that ye have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this uh, fellow? Uh, come into my house, and so what had happened is he got there, and the, everybody was cons- you know wanted to kill him. They said, "This is this is David. What is he doing there?" Uh, he had uh, I don't know if, if they had seen it. He probably had it hidden away uh, in his stuff, the sword of Goliath, uh, and uh, and he was afraid. He had fear, and then the Bible says he was sore afraid. And what he had done was he he did something uh, to to get. Out of the situation, which was unusual uh, and kind of um, f- funny uh, to a degree, the Bible says that he scrabbled at the door. That means he's he's scratching, uh, you know, and making it uh, so that he had spit coming down. I'm not going to do that right now. Uh, spit down uh, in his beard and, and acting like a crazy person. Uh, and uh, and they, uh, of course, uh, uh, we read the story. Uh, and they said, send him away. Verse number one of chapter 22. David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. So he, he gets out of his situation by acting like a crazy person. Uh, and he finds himself in this cave. And then it's uh, interesting, the The group of people, those who were, uh, who were discontented, those that were in debt, uh, uh, in a, basically a rabble uh, of people join him in this cave. And, and we know that story. So this Psalm 56 is written uh, on this occasion. Uh, and, and in him dealing with fear, uh, afraid for his life, afraid in a daily uh, thing. Turn back to 56. So he's asking God to be merciful, Psalm 56. Oh God, for man would swallow me up and fighting daily. So this was a constant fear, looking over his shoulder, everybody around him. He was, uh, he was there, he fled for sake of Saul uh, and, and to the land of the Philistines, which he had killed his 10,000s uh, and, uh, and found himself in trouble uh, and for fear of his life. But he said, for when I'm afraid, I trust in thee. Now, this was written probably as he was uh, in uh, the midst of all of that. And, and there's kind of a, a way that we could look at this scripture about uh, trusting in God uh, and doing what we can uh, uh, and uh, the, the, you know, uh, how he acted like he was crazy or whatever. Uh, I believe that we have to pray. Uh, we should always put feet to our prayer. Like, for example, if you, uh, you're looking for a job, I think you should pray and then fill out job applications. I don't think you should just pray that God gives you a job and then wait on your couch until somebody knocks on your door uh, and offers you one. That's just not how it works. If nobody knows you need work, uh, then, uh, then it's just, that's just not going to work out for you. So we talk about putting feet to prayers. It's, it's praying, but then doing what we can uh, in the interim. Uh, so in this time, uh, many of us are praying that God would intervene. Uh, that the virus would uh, be brought under control, and in, in in all the the ways that uh, science and everybody that's working on that are going to do it, but there are things that we can do. Some of it is the uh, the protocols that have been laid out, and in uh, washing your hands. Uh, I'm just looking for the time we can just all be all go back to being dirty people. Uh, and uh, you think about beforehand <laughs> before all this came up, and what did people do? Did they not wash their hands and take baths and whatever? And uh, and so much of what we did, like b- before the coronavirus, if you were sick, uh, you don't go visit your, your sick elderly loved one in the ICU. Uh, if uh, there are people that I wouldn't go visit in the hospital, uh, if I had a cold or whatever, it was common sense. It's the same protocols uh, that took place. Uh, if there's a vulnerable person in your life, then and you have a cold or the flu or whatever, you need to stay away from them because they're vulnerable. Uh, so we, uh, we wash our hands and we're taking other precautions and, and making sure, and, and a lot of it has to do because we don't know what the coronavirus, all the ins and outs of uh, the details, and, and it's, it's always changing. And, uh, and so we don't know. We don't know if somebody has it uh, or doesn't have it. Uh, if you're presenting symptoms, I've, I've been fighting a cold for uh, probably a month and a half for seasonal allergies. I've been to urgent care several different times, and before I left to go to Indiana, uh, I went in because uh, I had kind of a rattle to me it was in my, in my chest and went there and, uh, and I don't have the, the symptoms of that and they sent me packing. Uh, and that's why I went to Indiana. You've got just a common cold. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Drink fluids or whatever. So I've been drinking all kinds of coffee uh, and, uh, to remedy uh, that. Uh, and uh, so we just don't know. And so we're trying to be careful and that's we pray that God would f- fix stuff uh, but we also do what we can uh, in a in a reasonable manner uh, that uh, to uh, to make sure that uh, we are safe. I'm thankful, uh, I, and, and I'm trying to look at the positive sides. And I'll touch on that here in a minute, uh, but you know I get to be quarantined uh, in my house with Amy, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and that's not so bad. Uh, and uh, so, uh, I'm, we, in fact, we're just talking about it. it She's my quarantine buddy, and we're just sitting there uh, last night. And uh, so there's things that uh, that you can you can enjoy, and I've and I've noticed a lot of people uh, making the best of uh, of what's going on. Uh, so uh, he says, when I am afraid, I trust in thee. In God, I will praise His word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. So there's a healthy fear. Uh, there's a, uh, a healthy fear that helps us to flee danger. Uh, there's a healthy fear uh, that I think is part of this whole thing to where uh, we, uh, we, or not we, the media or whatever, uh, they scare us. Into into not going out or being careful, and uh, I I ordered food yesterday on DoorDash. I was here at the church, and and uh, and it has this big warning. It's like uh, when the DoorDash people get there, uh, they're gonna they're gonna not be in contact with you, and they're gonna leave it outside uh, and whatever. That didn't happen. Guys like you know handing it to me out his car window and uh, and, and whatnot. Uh, there is just a, a lot of things that we can have uh, fear about. Uh, that is a healthy fear. Avoid. Uh, wash your hands. Uh, don't you know? Uh, if if this all continues, one of my biggest concerns is Easter, Resurrection Sunday, and the Lord's Supper. And uh, but we're not going to cancel the Lord's Supper. Uh, I don't care if 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 there's martial law in the in the National Guard is on the street. Uh, we're going to have the Lord's Supper uh, that night. And, uh, and if it's just, you know, whatever, if we've got to uh, have it waiting for you and gloves and everybody has gloves as we reach in and uh, et cetera, we put them on, at the you know, everybody washes their hands, puts the gloves on at the same time. Uh, we're going we're gonna to make sure we do it as safely uh, and, and as, as the best way that we can. Uh, and, but, uh, you know, we're not going to pass an offering plate because that's a reasonable accommodation. A healthy fear, but there's an irrational fear. Uh, and, and the irrational fear is what we see today. Um, the, the whole toilet paper thing is a complete, absolute irrational fear. Uh, and uh, we haven't bought one roll <laughs> since this whole thing began because Amy would buy it when it's on sale. Uh, and, uh, and so we kind of had uh, a, a little bit of, uh, of a stockpile already, uh, if you will. Uh, but, uh, but everybody fighting over that stuff and run to the store and panic buying uh, everything under the sun. I, I was out the other day. I, I was at uh, Tacoma Boys and I had everything. The eggs, they had bread. They, uh, they don't have, I don't think they normally carry toilet paper so they didn't have that. Uh, but, uh, but it's just, um, as irrational as it is, there is a part of me that when confronted with the opportunity to buy toilet paper, I just wanted to buy it. But I didn't because it's an irrational concern. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, uh, it, it might be that uh, as your pastor, I might I might, as a church call us to a fast. Uh, and now when you fast, you still need, have need for toilet paper. Uh, and, uh, but the quantity and the frequency, all those things are reduced uh, because you're not eating. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, but what a perfect opportunity, is that, is that gross? Is that TMI? T- 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 <laughs> uh, and, uh, but. Uh, but it's just, it's an irrational fear. And people have just lost their minds about all this stuff. But belief drives behavior. And here's eighth point that I want you to get today is that uh, people around you are watching you. Uh, and uh, if anyone should have a rational, um, peaceful response to uh, any type of circumstance should be people who claim to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Amen. Worst thing that can happen to us is die and go to heaven. Uh, and, uh, and again, whether it's a, a car accident or it's a coronavirus or if it's a, uh, someone takes someone's life, never, never is that a surprise to God. Uh, and uh, if you get the coronavirus and the Lord takes you home, uh, there was nothing that you could do to avoid that. Uh, that's your time. And we believe in the sovereignty of God. That, that doesn't mean you go around licking doorknobs. Uh, but, but it does mean that we believe that God is in control. He is a sovereign uh, God. And so I want to give you uh, quickly four things that when you spot fear in your life, um, here's what you should do. And it's just a, an acronym and it's not original with me, uh, but I read it earlier in the week and I think it would be appropriate for us uh, today uh, because um, people respond to fear differently. Um, some people get angry when they're afraid. Like, what's your first response? Like, if somebody sneaks up on you and scares you, uh, and you're afraid, what you you like, why'd you do that? You, re- you respond in anger. Uh, and uh, I, I remember one time when we were teenagers, and I think my wife was playing a piano or something, and, and I'd snuck up on her and scared her. I just love scaring people. Uh, I would hide under my brother-in-law's bed at night. You know, that whole fear to where you, you just, as a kid, you would run and jump into your bed because the boogeyman's gonna grab your legs. Well, I, I would hide under there and grab his legs. Uh, and uh, one time I was babysitting him and, uh, and uh, um, uh, I uh, acted like an axe murderer, uh, and he locked himself in the bathroom and wouldn't come out. And and uh, so I just enjoy, I enjoy that. And uh, in fact, I could watch videos of it all day long of people scaring people uh, because they initially almost every time uh, they either react they react in anger. It wasn't it's not laughter. They're angry that. Uh, but on the other side is I mean I've been angry about about this stuff. I, I was just, you know, I'm praying for, can we just have one day where they don't just pile on some other restriction uh, and just give us so when the restriction comes out, um, then, I'm, then I'm angry because there's a, there's a fear that's involved and some of it has to do with the insecurity or the loss of control. Uh, that is taking place. You know, um, it's like you should be able to go somewhere. You should be able to uh, buy toilet paper. You should be able to go into a store uh, and, and, and things be stocked. It's in America. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and so we're just not used to it. And, uh, and fear drives all these different things. So here's what I try to do. And, uh, and uh, as, I, as I spot fear in my own life, fear is present. I'm not to remain in fear. Uh, These are the four things. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 15, if you would, and uh, and we'll be in verse number 58. So it's the acrostic spot, S-P-O-T. When you spot fear, number one, S, stand your ground. Stand your ground. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, "'Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable.'" Always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you, uh, for as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Uh, So stand your ground. When you spot fear in your own life, uh, you need to replace fear with faith, replace fear with courage, uh, and stand your ground. Um, My beliefs haven't changed with the coronavirus. Um, My end in mind goals in life, and uh, or there's nothing that you know. We I hear people say uh, this is the new normal. This is the new, nor- I hope it's not the new normal, uh, but, uh, but here's the thing, if, if I'm just going to try to live for Jesus and reach people with the gospel and try to live faithfully my life and, uh, and, uh, and there's going to be struggles and difficulties and, uh, and, and everybody's concerned about the economy, but when you spot fear, you stand your ground, you remind yourself of all the promises that God has made you. Doesn't the Bible say that God will never leave us nor forsake us? Uh, we know that, uh, that he is our buckler, our shield. We can go on with all the characteristics of who God is as our protector in our life. Uh, the, his thoughts towards us are good thoughts. He's bringing us to an expected end. One day, I'm going to stand before God and nothing has changed. But a lot of irrational fear has caused everything from the stock market, uh, to tank and uh, and uh, people selling off stuff and in uh, closing doors and all these different things and uh, and uh, and uh, I'm just I'm just going to just be who I've always been in relation to uh, the Lord and what He expects of me. So when I spot fear, uh, I'm just going to be steadfast. Uh, I'm just going to believe God says that we're supposed to fear Him and uh, and not what men can do. So we're not to remain in fear. When when I'm afraid. Uh, if it's if it's um, you know uh, an irrational response to a a, a creak in your house you know something you know you think a ghost lives there or something and uh, and uh, when all of a sudden you're like what was that uh, you just remind yourself that it's nothing uh, and you and you stop being afraid uh, if it's a fear of of uh, of getting bad news about your health. Uh, then when you spot that fear, you just remind yourself and stand firm. Uh, You spot it and stand uh, that God is in control and that nothing's nothing's gonna surprise him. If I come down with the coronavirus, uh, my response will be, oh great, now I'm I'm gonna be in quarantine for 14 days. That's gonna be my response because what's gonna probably happen? uh, I'm gonna be treated and I'm gonna go beyond it Uh, and uh, I'm going to live because that's what most people do. Uh, So when I have a fear of like, oh, I'm going to this, this virus is going to kill me. Uh, that's an irrational fear because statistically, uh, it's probably not. I'm not in that vulnerable group or whatever. Uh, I don't have the underlying, I've, I have underlying health conditions, uh, but that would not be exacerbated by this. So I'm just going to believe in God and trust in God. Uh, and if I get sick, I'm just going to believe that he is the great physician uh, and that he's going to heal me and bring me through just like he has any other type of a thing uh, in my life. Number two, P. the letter P, pray for peace. Philippians 4, chapter number 6, if you'll turn there, uh, verse number 6, chapter 4, verse number 6, the Bible says in verses 6 and 7, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Now, how many of you believe that verse before the coronavirus? I believe that and, uh, and I believe it now. The Bible says we're supposed to be careful for nothing. Uh, everybody, turn away! Don't look. I'm wiping like, oh my nose. Uh, and uh, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pray for peace. I'm gonna stand my ground. I'm gonna pray for peace, the peace of God uh, from His Word. I'm gonna pray in by supplication and thanksgiving. And by the way, uh, we can read about uh, about David uh, and other places in Scripture uh, where the Bible, like Job. Uh, when when he, says, he says, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. He says, but I will maintain mine own ways uh, before him. Uh, he also said in um, paraphrasing to one of his friends uh, that, um, that a hypocrite can't do this. We can't supplicate when we're filled with hypocrisy. If we believe that God, though He slay us, that while well, I trust in Him, that God is in control, I can't have a hypocritical position uh, thats that I'm consumed with fear. Uh, they, they, they do not comp- compute. They don't fit together. I have got to put fear aside and, and, uh, and stand my ground and pray for peace. Uh, letter O, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. If you turn there quick, we're almost, almost done. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, in verse number five, it says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I'm gonna stand my ground, I'm gonna pray for peace, and then I'm gonna to object to lies. I'm going to object to lies. Uh, there are a lot of lies uh, circulating uh, about the virus itself. There are a lot of lies circulating about, uh, about uh, its origins uh, or, or the response. Everybody's playing politics and everybody wants to blame uh, one another. And, uh, and, uh, and, and really, when you look at uh, the response of people where they blame President Trump, um, that's how every pastor in America feels in this respect, <laughs> is that uh, how many times that they have been blamed for something that they had absolutely, positively, no control over. Uh, and uh, the virus isn't, uh, isn't President Trump's fault. Uh, and, and I believe that they're doing the best that they can and, uh, and, uh, and they're going to learn and maybe next time something like this happens, they'll have other things in place and, and whatnot, uh, and, uh, but uh, objecting to lies. Uh, when we go back into, into Psalm 56 in, in verse number four, it says, in God, I will praise his word. In God, have I put my trust. The best remedy for fear and doubt is truth and trust. Let me say that again. The best remedy for fear and doubt is truth and trust. I'm gonna go to the word of God. I'm gonna object to lies. Anything that exalteth itself above God. Uh, It's uh, uh, so many things that people are theorizing over, philosophizing about, uh, conclusions that are being drawn uh, and, uh, and all that. It's amazing to me um, just all the doublespeak. Um, most of the people that, uh, that, uh, for example, if they believe in, in what they believe in evolution or whatever, believe in natural selection uh, and survival of the fittest. Uh, and uh, But they're not acting like they do, do they? Um, let's do everything we can to stop all this. And, and if you really follow their life their paradigms to their extreme, uh, then the response would be, let's just let everybody live, uh, and whoever makes it, makes it. Natural selection, survival of the fittest. Uh, or isn't it amazing uh, how all of a sudden uh, life is precious uh, to people whom, to whom life was not precious uh, before all of this happened? Uh, and uh, in all of the responses and the opinions that I will go on all day long about that, but I'm just going to object uh, to lies, casting down uh, imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself above the knowledge of God. Uh, for example, uh, the Word of God teaches us that it's important for us to worship. In fact, uh, that the, the words of His mouth, that we should want them more than our necessary food. Uh, and if it's, if it's my right uh, as, a, as a human being uh, to go to Safeway and buy bread, then it's my right as a human being to go to the house of bread and to go uh, to uh, the house of God and to receive uh, His word. Uh, and, uh, and so if, if the government exalts itself, if, if philosophy exalts itself above God, I'm against that. And I bring into captivity the thoughts. And so I'm just going to object to lies. I'm going to object to the lies that I tell myself, whether it's irrational fear uh, or whatever. Uh, there are, uh, for let's let's say, you, there's probably people that get the coronavirus uh, that pray and ask God, "What did I do? What did I do to deserve this?" Or, or they look at it as, as a punishment. There are probably Christians who are talking about this as being a plague and and the judgment of God, and on and on and on and on and on. Uh, there are so many things, and I'm just whenever I'm I have fear about what's I object to it if it's a lie, if it's irrational fear, I'm just not going to have anything, and then. Uh, Letter T is trust in God. Trust in Him. Uh, we need to stop feeding our fear uh, and uh, focus on the positives. Uh, here's, here's my prescription for you. Uh, turn, turn the news off. Just turn it off. Uh, even Fox News, just turn it off. Uh, and, uh, and read your Bible. What a perfect opportunity uh, to you know, uh, you know, read scriptures and to pray. Uh, and and to deal with things uh, to that way, increasing our faith and uh, and getting close to God, uh, and, uh, and stop feeding fear. Um, if you turn on, it, it might be good. I mean, we're we're broadcasting this on Facebook, uh, but it might be good for you to just not look at Facebook when you're not watching church, um, because it is t- it is person after person. Uh, nobody's getting along and if you if you if you do this you're terrible if you do that you're terrible and this politicians uh, and on and on and on and conspiracies and uh, and nut jobs galore. so stop feeding it quit feeding the fear I'm tired of it I don't I just don't want to see it anymore um, there's a part of me it's just like okay this is self-quarantine for a couple weeks don't talk to anybody. Uh, and uh, just come out uh, when it's all done and see what's left. I mean, there's just a part of me that's, that just wants to do that. Why? Because I, because I can't stand the, the negativity and the constant feeding and, and the seeding uh, of fear uh, in our life. And then think on the positives. I mean, there's so many things that we can focus on. Um, I think it's great to see Christians uh, acting like Christians uh, and uh, being a help to their neighbor. Uh, but I'm also saddened by the fact that before all of this, uh, some some Christians didn't care about their neighbors at all. Uh, and uh, and we've got to be careful as churches uh, to to not um, uh, parlay uh, what is going on to our own benefit, even as a church. It's like I'm not going to go to my neighbors and give them a card and just say I'm. I'm praying about you in this time with the information of our church on it and whatever uh, and uh, to somehow market our church and our care to them uh, because they see it right through all that stuff um, when, it's not, when it doesn't come for a genuine place. But I, but I love to see the genuineness of God's people. I think it's important. I, I, you know, I, I think we as a church, uh, if you're out shopping uh, and you show up right when the pallet of toilet paper is opened, uh, and they allow for you to get two, then get two, get one for you and get one for somebody else uh, and uh and uh and if you if you find eggs or uh, all, you know whatever i mean this is this is a great time <clears throat> for you to learn how to make bread uh, and uh you know we just get so used to going you know we you go to the store and everything is there, and we 're getting an absolute positive taste of of what communist look, communism looks like. In uh, barren shelves and everything else, uh, we're getting a, a, a good picture of all of that. So what do we do? We just take care of each other. Um, if, if somebody's not working, um, how can we help them? How can we help them as a church? How can we help them individually? Uh, I put out a thing <clears throat> the other day. Uh, if, uh, if you're furloughed or laid off uh, and you're not being compensated for that, you're not collecting unemployment, there are people I know that have workplaces in ministry. Uh, who uh, the, the churches weren't paying unemployment insurance, letting people go, uh, and then all of a sudden they find out that when they go file for unemployment, they can't get anything. So there's a lot of people getting surprised uh, and, uh, and, they're, and they're afraid. Uh, so we pray and, we, and we, we stand our ground and we objectalize and we trust in God. What time I am afraid, I trust in the fear of, it's not a sin <clears throat> unless you remain in it. And everybody's watching you. Your neighbors are watching you. Your loved ones, the people you've been trying to lead to Christ are watching how you react. <clears throat> and I'm just not going to wring my hands and act all crazy uh, and, uh, and, you know, swipe up all the toilet paper and, uh, and, uh, and load up everything at the grocery store and on and on and on. And by the way, it would do all of us well uh, to, to just be hungry for a little while. I promise you, um, you're not going to die. Uh, and, uh, and so you go to the grocery store tomorrow and there is nothing there. You're good for 40 days at least. You will, you will uh, all that's uh, you're like, Lord, help me. I just have had a weight problem all my life and I just need something uh, to, get, to help me to lose weight. Hello. Um, Starvation is a pretty good way. And so isn't there a way that we could look at even the fact if we can't find what we want? And by the way, uh, also, um, you know, there's nobody in here that I know, there's nobody that I know, period, that is starving. Um, I do know people who have the coronavirus. Uh, I, 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 it's not some uh, conspiracy thing and government this and whatever. It is a real thing uh, and we need to be careful. And I hope uh, that, uh, that nobody um, here at this church uh, gets it. I hope that no one is adversely affected beyond all of this in a way that uh, their personal economy is devastated uh, from everything that's going on. But there's gonna be, it's going to be a long haul. Um, but here's what we shouldn't do. We shouldn't be afraid. There's no need to be afraid. Um, not if you believe the Bible. Not really. Not if you really believe the Bible. Not if you really believe in God. And 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 who he is to us, there isn't a way. So when my soul's cast down, I just remind myself that there's no reason for it to be that way. Uh, what time I'm afraid, I trust. I turn fear into trust. How do you do that? Uh, you you make sure that uh, you refuse to give in to fear. Your stuff's not going to participate. Uh, and uh, and then you step out. Um, how many of you have ever been like? Um, I, I, I'll use this one story, and then I'm, I'm going to stop. Um, when I was a kid, we lived in this place on Jacksino Road in, in Douglas County, uh, Wisconsin, and um, we had um, a babysitter was watching, my sister and I, uh, and uh, it was a dark night, you know, all the different things, and, and all of a sudden, uh, someone, uh, it's like, knocked, somebody knocked on our door. And we walked over. And this is like, we lived out in the country. It isn't, you didn't have neighbors. Your neighbors were like a quarter of a mile, half a mile, whatever. So somebody knocks on your door. Uh, I mean, you, you go see what it is. We opened the door. Nobody there. As kids, we're like, whoa. You know, like, this, this is pretty scary. Now, uh, somebody, the news was that somebody had hung themselves. Um, outside the back part where our living room was that they'd hung themselves in the woods and whatever. And that's a story that we had been told and, uh, and on and on and on. So all of a sudden we're hearing things banging up against the wall, whatever. We're calling for help. Somebody was coming down the road. They, sure enough, they heard somebody uh, in the woods running and, and on and on and on. As children, we were like deathly afraid of what, you know, there was, was a murderer uh, and uh, as a monster. I mean, we didn't, all we knew was we were afraid, but we had to, we had to leave from that house uh, and we had to walk um, uh, a quarter of a mile to uh, somebody else's house. Uh, and, uh, and so what do we have to do? In all of our fear, we had to move. We had to be afraid, and then we had to act. We had to do something. I'm not, ta- I'm not saying that was courageous, because I was afraid the whole way there uh, as a little kid. I thought I was going to die. Uh, and, uh, but but the, my point is is that you can be afraid, but you have to let trust and faith conquer it. And it can't, God doesn't want um, fear to debilitate us. Uh, and that's really what's happening. It's debilitating churches, debilitating Christians. Uh, Christians who know better have lost their, their their minds over this, don't know what they're gonna do. And uh, but, at, uh, but a couple weeks ago, they loved Jesus and trusted him and everything's going to be okay because when things are going well, that's how we, that's how we behave. But, but all of a sudden, you can't find stuff. You can't go nowhere. You're just on and on and on. Everybody you know, can't touch things. We're like, what are we going to do? Just do what you did before. Trust him. Be careful. Use your head. Wash your hands you know, space, you know, uh, apart, all of that, do all that. I'm not saying don't. I'm not saying uh, that, uh, that you should just, uh, you know what's funny to me? is like some of these faith-healing churches or churches that handle snakes and all that kind of stuff uh, ain't having church. <laughs> and uh, it's irrational. So spot it when you spot it. Stand your ground, pray for peace, object to lies, trust in God. In uh, what time I'm afraid, just trust in Him. Truth and trust uh, is the remedy for fear and doubt. And before we know it, uh, it's all going to be over. Everybody will be flush in toilet paper, uh, pun intended. Uh, Everybody will have enough uh, and in an abundance uh, and you'll be able to find things uh, and uh, and life will go back to normal. Um, And I just want to look back on this time and just know that I was like this the whole time. And, uh, and then I was, but, but it could be like, you find out somebody you were around has the coronavirus, and your fear peaks. And you got to get a test, and you've got to whatever. Uh, and uh, um, But just try to just trust God and just believe how you've always believed and God will bring us through. Let's all stand uh, today with our heads bowed and Her eyes closed.